You're watching Man of Metropolis. Today's guest is Will Ropp. I'm Seth Travis. I'm a creative director here in New York City and also founder of Man of Metropolis and Metropolis Report. This is Man of Metropolis, and I'm Seth Travis here with Will Ropp, actor from The Way Back. How's it going, Will? Good. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Thanks for joining us here on the Zoom um, and being part of our new YouTube series at Man of Metropolis. We're excited to have you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. This is, uh, I'm pumped. So um, just to kind of kick things, kick, kick things off, tell us where you're at and what you're up to right now, kind of during this sort of unprecedented time we're all experiencing. Yeah, I am in Los Angeles. I'm in West Hollywood um, in my place. As you can see, this is my room. That's Go Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I am, you know, I'm just hanging out, waiting for the, you know, the end of this pandemic to arrive. Um, I'm doing a lot of auditions um, and uh, getting ready. I'm, I'm actually directing a movie this summer, so I'm doing a lot of prep work on that and pre-production on that um but yeah i'm i'm just uh i think i'm just hanging out like a lot of a lot of people are during this time absolutely well that's awesome um that you're working on your own film for the summer we'll have to talk more about that uh towards yeah. the tail end of our interview but um i did want to kind of get things started for our viewers uh out there to kind of get a sense of your background and your experience level and how you got started uh, obviously i've done a little bit of research and saw that you studied acting in school and that you, you know, have kind of a musical theater and theater background under your belt and obviously building out your IMDb with a ton of great films, including this one opposite Ben Affleck, The Way Back, which we're going to talk about. But can you give us a little bit of a sense of your background, getting started and kind of what the education of, of studying acting is like? Yeah. Um, so I originally grew up in the town of Darien, Connecticut. Um, and I, you know, the, actually the reason why I started acting in the first place was because my mom didn't want to have to drive me and my sister to separate summer camps. Um, so I basically got looped into or roped into doing, um, a musical theater summer camp in Darien, Connecticut, um, called MTW musical theater workshop. And my first show was Peter Pan. And I was John, like the kid with the top hat. And I got to, um, I got to fly on stage. I got to like be in a harness and actually fly. And so from that moment, I was just like hooked, um, which I think is an unfair, like first role to have because not every role you're going to get to fly uh, <laughs> unless you're like a superhero. Um, How so, old were you? Sorry. How old were you? Uh, that was, I think I was like 12. Okay. Um, and then from then, then on, I just like, you know, kept doing it every summer, kept doing high school productions, all this stuff. But I really was focusing on baseball. Um, and then I went to a boarding school in Jacksonville, Florida called Bowles. And I was trying to be a baseball player. And I realized that baseball in Florida is a lot different than baseball in Connecticut in that I'm, I'm not good enough um, <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to, to hang with the, with the Florida baseball players. So I just like kind of uh, really leaned on the theater aspect of my life 
um, and then kind of just discovered that that's what I wanted to do ultimately. Um, so I auditioned for college conservatories and my top was the University of Michigan, um, which I got into thankfully. And I went and I studied, uh, I got my BFA in acting. Um, and then I, I graduated from there and, and moved to Los Angeles and, and did the film and TV thing. Um, but yeah, my, my education was very much uh, theater oriented. And, you know, we had clown class and movement class and speech class and, you know, theater history and all that kind of stuff, um, uh, which, you know, some of it's more useful than, than, other, than other areas out here, but I, I definitely appreciated my education. I, I would never change it. Yeah, clown class, I'm sorry, but you said it, so I have to ask. Yeah. Uh, give us like 30 seconds of what clown class is like. Basically, uh, so it was taught by this extraordinary professor named Malcolm Tulip and, um, Basically, you develop a character or a clown, which is essentially your alter ego um, through the whole semester. So, you know, the first few months are just focused on trying to find your clown, find out who your alter ego is. And then eventually you find it and you kind of like start to um, develop a piece with it. And then at the end of the semester, we have clown uh, like the clown show, which is a big deal. Everybody comes and watches, you know, all the seniors do their clowns. Um, it's hilarious. It's amazing. Um, and everyone, everyone's clown is absolutely ridiculous. Oh man. I wish there was some footage on YouTube or something for that. Maybe you can like dig in your archives and, uh, pop something up on TikTok one of these I days. I could try. I could try. That would, uh, yeah, it might be, it might be a little embarrassing, but I can try. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, you know, and lastly, before we kind of get into um, this massive film that you were in with uh, mm -hmm. Ben Affleck and, and even talking about Gavin O'Connor, the director, um, I have to ask about the musical theater side because I know that you've done um, uh, Spring Awakening and a couple of others, you know, talk us through a little bit about what that experience is like because it's, yeah. it's different than just straight play or straight acting. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm not... Uh... I'm not an amazing singer. I, I mean, I was a good singer, like comparatively in high school, like compared to just the general population, I guess. But then I got to Michigan where Michigan has one of the best musical theater programs, which I wasn't in, uh, in the country. And, you know, I have tons of friends on Broadway. I've, you know, one of my good two friends are on the Mean Girls national tour. And, mm. you know, I have a bunch of, you know, just a bunch of friends on Broadway. And so like me compared to them, they like laugh at my, uh, my musical theater ability. Uh, and now do I, I do as well, because it's just, it doesn't compare. Um, but I think it's fun. Uh, I, I, you know, I did Spring Awakening at Michigan, um, just kind of because I love that show. I played Melchior mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I, I, I like to do it, but I, I definitely uh, know that I'm not, a, you know, a Broadway musical theater uh, <laughs> kind of guy right now. Um, but I think it's, I think it's amazing and I applaud everybody that does it. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. I had I, to ask, I, that's not to say I would like to do an acting role that has some singing involved at some point. Yeah. Cause I, I wanted to ask because, you know, you obviously have films like La La Land, which hard to believe it's yeah. not obviously an old movie anymore, but you know, it's been out a few years and then you have, um, the greatest showman and, um, thinking that maybe once we get through all of this craziness of the world, that that type of style of, of movie with music is probably going to be something that people want more of. Yeah. 
that was kind of just curious on your general interest in doing doing. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I would love to do one of one of those songs, and especially uh, Pask and Paul, who wrote the music for La La Land. They're Michigan grads, um, and you know, I don't know them personally, but I, I know a lot of people who know them, and uh, you know, they're kind of on the bucket list of of films one day I'd like to do. Uh, they're they're just amazing. They wrote uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Um, they're just incredible. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I guess I would say I'm in the world of, you know, uh, Ryan Gosling singing level, I guess, which is to say it's, you know, not amazing, but he made the movie, so. Hey, exactly. Yeah, great point. Well, let's talk about the Oscars next week and this film that you um, that you were in with Gavin O'Connor, directed by Gavin O'Connor, mm. opposite a ton of other kind of young gun up and coming actors like yourself. Um, you know, I would love to kind of just ask you, you know, what attracted you to the role in the first place um, and the story? Um, yeah. And then, like I had mentioned earlier, before we slated our call, I, I sort of saw you and a lot of the actors talk a lot about the, getting involved because of Gavin O'Connor and would love to kind of understand maybe what experiences on set reinforced that feeling and that sense of maybe trust um, and being a part of a project that he let, led. Yeah. Well, it's funny, like a lot of people ask me what, you know, what attracted you to this project? You know, why did you do this script? And I'm like, well, because it was better than driving Uber at the time, um, <laughs> you know, it paid more. Uh, so I was like, of course, I'm going to do this movie. But in like in serious, I guess uh, what attracted me to, to the script overall was just the story of redemption. Um, you know, Ben's character, Jack just goes through the ringer um, and just really comes out the other end uh, a better person, you know, in part, I think, because of the players on the team. And I think, um, you know, we become better young men because of him in turn. Um, but yeah, I mean, from the moment I walked on set, we uh, started to just become a, a family of young actors and veteran actors like Ben and, and Al and Janine. Um, and, and the director, Gavin O'Connor, just became like an absolute mentor to mm. me. Um, you know, we still talk all the time. He's he's one of, um, you know, he's he's giving me advice on the the movie I'm directing this summer. Like he's just like helping in, in so many capacities. Um, wow. And I think, you know, in part, like for Ben, when he became our mentor, he, he was telling us that he enjoys doing it because it kind of reminds him of, you know, when he was just getting into the business, trying to get this audition and that audition and trying to appease this casting director, you know, and, and you know, like, what are you going out for today? You know, he kind of misses that, um, that world of hustle and grind. Uh, and, and we kind of reminded him of that. Uh, and I think we also kind of reminded him of just the general joy of acting. Um, you know, I think a lot can get in the way of that when you're dealing with, $200 million superhero movies, you know, but I think we kind of brought him back to like, oh, this is, this is a really fun thing. And we're, you know, we should all be fortunate to be able to do it for a living. Um, but yeah, it was an incredible experience. And, uh, you know, unfortunately the coronavirus kind of dampened its theatrical run, but I think it's kind of had a life of its own on, on streaming, which is exciting. Yeah. I, I mean, as soon as it came out, I watched it. Um, and I mean, I'm a huge Ben Affleck fan, but, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, sort of speaking of working with an actor that's been around now a while. Yeah. You know, uh, do you remember the first time you watched Good Will Hunting? And was that weird that you were like, I'm about to be in this 
Because I feel like that's sort of like a movie that anybody that's an aspiring actor, yeah. especially a young guy, would watch. Yeah, I mean, Good Will Hunting is kind of the quintessential Hollywood dream story. You know, you write you write a script with your best friend who's your roommate in a, you know, in a studio apartment in wherever they were, Eagle Rock, and then it wins the Oscar and your career blows up and, you know, you then both go on to do franchise, you know, film franchises, all this crazy stuff. But I guess the first time it hit me was, um, I think the first time it hit me was when we had our final callback and we were in a gymnasium um, and it was basically this full on basketball scrimmage. Um, all these dudes came and they just wanted to see us play hoops. And, and so it was just five on five. And I remember there were all these producers and Wendy O'Brien, the amazing casting director was in the stands and Gavin was running around the court, you know, talking to different people. But then I remember in the stands, there was just like this big dude with like a hoodie on and he was just <laughs> like this. And I was like, is that? is that Ben Affleck? I don't know. They could be Ben Affleck. And then like, I kind of just forgot about it. And then towards the end, Gavin, you know, came up to us and was like, all right, you have the role, you have the role, you have the role. Like, this is the team, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, holy shit. That's how they uh, the casting right there. Yeah. I mean, which is unconventional, but yeah, it was amazing. And it's then, like junior high basketball uh, tryouts. Yeah. yeah, literally that's what it felt like. And then Gavin was like, hey, Ben, you know, come out and, you know, meet your team. And Ben Affleck just walks out there and I'm like, whoa, this is uh, this is Batman slash the Goodwill hunting writer and star. Like, it, it's just it was surreal. Uh, but I think after that moment, he becomes more of a, you know, the more you work with someone, the more they become humanized and, sure. and you see them as more of a not that I don't see him as a celebrity now, but, um, you know, he becomes more of a a friend and uh you know he took us he when we wrapped he took us to vegas um and it was a lot of fun oh wow uh, yeah he just like really treated us like i don't know just friends essentially yeah. um and and i thought that was really that speaks a lot about his character yeah 100 percent. that's a what a great story thanks for sharing that with us it's yeah. kind of funny you're like as you're just telling your experience you're like hitting all these questions i have uh, I have to ask, and then we're going to get the serious side of, of, of what the film is about and kind of being a part of that storytelling. Did any of you guys ever call him Batfleck on set? Um, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, I remember I posted one thing. It was like an Instagram, and it was like, it was when we wrapped, and the caption was like, when we started this, you were Batman, and now you're still Batman, but you're my friend. And I had all these DC fans commenting, being like, wait, does this mean that he's gonna have a solo Batman film and like blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, honestly felt honored that they thought that I was that informed. That <laughs> I was that on the end, that I had this secret knowledge that Ben was, you know, doing another Batman film or something. Um, but no, I it, I don't think anyone ever really- That's uh, funny. Yeah, it sounds like you guys kind of got to work and like you said, he became your work colleague and yeah, exactly. that Vegas trip must have been one for the ages. That what an experience. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. We went to like a playoff hockey game. It was it was really fun. It was amazing. 
Um, so it's a pretty serious storyline, you know, for, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Yes, it has been out for a year, but like you said, the premiere and the release was really um, maybe truncated a little bit because of uh, the pandemic, but because of streaming and people are going to be talking about this film a lot again all next week and the weeks after yeah. the Oscars as well. Um, so I think it's kind of an exciting resurgence because I think it's a really important story. It's obviously very close to kind of some of the parallels of what Ben Affleck was going through leading up to principal filming, but also like as a young actor that's sort of just out of school and just getting some really great project under his belt. What's that like having to be in that environment where you're telling a really serious story that hits like awkwardly close to the stars sort of life and then being a professional, but also like the fact that you're actors, right? So you're supposed to be really projecting these feelings and these emotions and, and sort of making the viewer understand and be a part of this story. I mean, it's just, it's a very sensitive um, yeah. project for a young actor. So what was that like being on set and managing, you know, your professionalism with, you know, emoting the things that you're supposed to emote as an actor? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. My character's kind of, uh, in some sense, the comedic, the comedic aspect of the film or the comedic relief at times um, with my character's storyline. Um, so kind of within this like very intense retrospective drama, my character's kind of this goofy like ladies man, um, yeah. which is, which is interesting because the only scenes that, you know, as actors we saw and were, were a part of were the basketball scenes, you know, so the, the, the ones that, uh, you know, we're playing basketball, we're, we're, we're winning games, we're, you know, we're goofing around. We weren't there for, you know, the scenes where Ben is sobbing and yeah. Ben, you know, is dealing with unimaginable um, things and, you know, we, we didn't see that aspect. So in some regards, you know, we had read the script, but you don't, you don't get the full weight of the movie until you see it. And it's, in it's, you know, finality. Right. Sure. So yeah. You're like making out in the hallways with yeah, girls. I'm just like kind of in Your this character. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like doing this high school. Yeah. This, this young adolescent high school movie in a sense yeah, as you should. You don't know the seriousness yeah. of being this yeah. grown man that's broken. and Yeah, and we don't know. I mean, we get a sense towards the end, but we don't really know what he's going through um, until, yeah, the, the the third act. So in a sense, it was kind of weird, like, you know, seeing the movie for the first time being like, oh, wow, this is like, yeah. this is really, um, this is a heavy movie. Um, and so beautifully done by Gavin and Ben and everybody. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was definitely a weird juxtaposition to be to be on one hand doing this kind of like goofy uh, high school role. And then on the other hand, seeing, you know, these people go through trauma and grief and loss and, you know, yeah. uh, it was cool. Uh, what did you walk away from with this film in terms of uh, maybe a new tool that you can kind of put in your actor tool set or, you know, even on the human side is just a person have going through this experience sort of at your age as a young man. Um, do, what did you walk away learning um, or wanting to remember as you go into life or different relationships or maybe a new yeah. film or project? Um, I think the one of the main 
things I took away was how to, um, or how valuable the relationships with the other actors on set um, you have are to the process and to the final product. You know, the closer you are and the more chemistry there is between different actors on set, um, ultimately I think leads to a better product. Um, you know, like especially the basketball players on the team, we became such tight, such a tight knit group. Um, you know, everybody, even, the, you know, even the players on the bench, like we all had a group chat and we were constantly talking to each other, constantly hanging out when we weren't shooting. And I think that kind of mirrors itself in the movie. Um, and I also think something that I took away from the process and something that Ben really tried to echo to us was that you have to enjoy the process of, um, of where you are, you know, I think oftentimes we're destination thinking, we're thinking, oh, if, if only I can get to this place to, you know, you know, have my own, whatever, superhero movie, or I can, you know, this next thing so I can buy this house and this car, you know, like, take all that away and just enjoy where you are in the process, because everything is going to play out the way um, that it plays out, you know, it, it, you know, there's a lot of things in your control, but there's also a lot more things out of your control. And um, I think Ben's message to us is just enjoy where you are. Don't take it for granted. Um, and then just have fun. And, uh, I think that's, I think that's what we all took away. And so every project I go into now, I'm like, you know, there's, it, it takes a lot of the pressure off of you. If you just realize that you're just there to have fun and enjoy the process and hopefully make a great piece of art, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Um, so we also know, you know, switching gears, we also know that you were in Love, Victor, which is a spinoff of the Love, yeah. Simon film. Um, yeah. And there's been, I think we mentioned this before, but there's been a little bit of time between the way back almost a year or a little over a year um, and now where we are now. So we'd love to just kind of jump into kind of what's what's happening now with you. It sounds like you're working on a film that you're directing this summer. Do you have any other uh, projects that you're going to be promoting this summer that we can share with our viewers? Yeah. So yeah, I did a, a few episodes of Love, Victor um, season. I was in one. I was actually in the pilot of Love, Victor season one. Okay. But then my character kind of disappears, and then he comes back season two. Nice. A few episodes. Um, but then, other than that, I uh, I did this movie called The Fallout, um, which is loosely based on kind of the Parkland school shootings um and it's directed by the wonderful megan park it's her feature film directorial debut um it stars jen ortega shailene woodley um maddie ziegler uh, julie bowen a, a ton of people and uh, amazing actors and it got into south by southwest <clears throat> and then it actually won south by southwest for the grand jury um and the audience choice it it, it swept all the awards and i was just blown away by that um, congrats yeah. and so now we're just uh you know obviously it's going to be distributed and so we're waiting on on that news mm -hmm. uh, and i'm just really excited for the general public to see that because it's a really really powerful story and i think it's gonna do a lot of good um and yeah i'm just i'm i'm excited for that one 
And then um, I have a couple movies lined up that I'm shooting um, one in the early summer and one in the fall and that I don't think I can quite, you know, give information on yet, but hopefully soon. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, in pre-production on this movie I'm, I'm directing this summer um, that I'm really excited about. It's, uh, it's a story about Little League baseball. Because, uh, you know, I grew up playing Little League. Um, and you know, we're just putting all the pieces together right now, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. Um, you find the script or write the script or did somebody you script. out? Okay. Yeah. It was a young writer out of, uh, USC and I, I just found it. It was in one of those, you know, big writing competitions and placed whatever top 25 or whatever. And I, I read it and I was blown away and I hit up the writer and I was like, Hey, I want to do this. And he was like, okay, let's do it. And, you know, slowly started putting together the pieces, um, yeah, and, and and it's coming together. So we're looking to shoot that probably in June or July. Um, and, you know, that'll be, I think, a big step for me is directing my first feature. You know, I've directed a lot of shorts and, um, you know, proof of concepts and pilots, whatever, you know, with my friends uh, for development reasons. But this will be my first, like, put-together feature. Um, and I'm really excited for that. So I've been just, you know, every day just – I feel like I just read the script – at least once every day and I take notes on, you know, different aspects. And then I'm trying to watch as many comp films as possible to, you know, what I ultimately want it to end up being. Um, yeah. I'm just doing a lot of, you know, pre-production work on that, which is really exciting. And do you uh, have like a director of photography or are you kind of like going to do kind of maybe the Zack Snyder approach where you're going to have the camera? Uh, yeah, I'll have the director. I'll have, yeah. We already have, uh, our director of photography on board and and he's uh amazing um i i'm definitely not technically savvy enough to do that you know i i know a little bit about cameras um because we have to do all of our auditions now as self tapes so i have a good camera for that but yeah i know nothing about um the the, the cinematography required for a feature um but yeah, I think we've assembled a really good team around me so that hopefully, uh, you know, my lack of experience as a director is overshadowed by their experience in everything else. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exciting. Um, well, last question, and it's a little bit more fun. When you're not actually behind the camera or in front of the camera or directing the film, uh, and we're kind of just sort of all maybe on the couch a little bit more these days. Yeah. Um, you know, HBO Max released sort of their whole slate of films for 2021 on their streaming service, like Godzilla versus Kong. And obviously I think the Fast 9 movie trailer came out yesterday. Yeah. You as an actor, but also like a fan of, of movies yourself, like are there any most anticipated movies this year or maybe ones you've seen at the beginning of 2021 that you're just like, ah, oh, this was awesome. Yeah. Well, actually, it's not a movie, but it's a uh, TV series called Made for Love. Oh, uh, okay. My roommate, Caleb Foote, is in that. And it's an amazing, amazing show. I just saw the finale. Uh, the finale actually came out today. Um, it's with Kristen Milioti, Billy Magnuson, Caleb Foote. Um, it's, it's really, really good. Uh, and then that's on HBO Max. It's an HBO Max original. Um, so I highly encourage uh, everybody checking that out. Um, but I've been kind of on the documentary grind recently. I watched the QAnon documentary. Oh, wow. Rabbit Hole. Um, I saw, oh, I saw Mr. Nobody in theaters. 
um, yesterday. That was very good. I love Bob Odenkirk. I think he's a genius. Um, I saw Godzilla vs. Kong. I thought that was, uh, it was entertaining. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for what, what is getting released soon? There's something, I thought there was something really. Mortal Kombat, I think, comes out next week. Mortal Kombat, that's exactly what I was going to say. That looks really, that actually looks really good, which seems like uh, a hard, you know, a hard, I don't know, a hard movie to make based on, you know, a movie based off a of video game seems yeah. like. Yeah, uh, a lot of VFX. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, my biggest suggestion is watch Made for Love season one on HBO Max. It's really, really good. It's awesome. Well, we'll do that. Uh, well, Rob, this was a great, a great chat, and yeah, for telling us you know more about the way back and some of your upcoming sure. projects. This this little league uh, film that you're directing this summer sounds really exciting. We'll keep our eyes peeled yeah. for that too. Definitely. Definitely. I'll let you know when there's more uh, info on it, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was, uh, this was really nice talking to you. Awesome. I'm Seth Travis. I'm a creative director here in New York city and also founder of man of Metropolis and Metropolis report. Don't miss our exclusive cover story with Will Ropp at manofmetropolis.com.